Nancy, it's Owen. Owen? Yes, Owen. Owen? Owen who? No, Nancy, it's Owen too. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Nancy. She goes down in history. History, she makes it. The only House Speaker in history to go oh <laughs> to go oh for two. Oh for two in presidential impeachments. <laughs> oh man, welcome to the history books, Nancy. All right, folks, you're li- <laughs> you're listening to the voice of one, the VU, episode 75 for Monday, February 15, the year of our Lord, 2021. Woody Cumbie here bringing you the acquitted blend of Coffee Current Events Faith and FSU Sports. Now, speaking of FSU Sports, uh, probably even as I'm recording this, we'll get to the 7 o'clock tip for your FSU Hoops. FSU Hoops in action tonight, ESPN Big Monday. That's right, number 9, Virginia. Coming to Tallahassee, Florida, game featuring the ACC's top-scoring offense. That's your Knowles versus the league's most stingy defense. That's the Virginia Hokies. No, not Hokies. The Virginia Who's? The the Wahoos? Anyway, whatever they are. The Cavaliers. Can they still say Cavalier? Um, Anyway, Virginia, uh, they've got the best defense in the ACC. So... uh, Yep, 7 p.m. tip. FSU looking to build on their 23 straight home wins versus ACC opponents. Be a tall task tonight as they are the underdog at home against Virginia. All right. Now, speaking of underdogs, the Trumpster, (laughs) he does it again. Acquittal 2.0. Acquittal 2.0. Now, honestly, folks, honestly. Oh, man, those House uh, managers, the Democrats. Yeah, boy, they got toasted. I'm telling you, man, they got toasted. They got toasted by, by the Trumpsters, the Trumpster lawyers. They, uh, they toasted those managers. Those managers, they put on a pretty evocative case. Yeah, slim on... Slim on law, but uh, pretty evocative. All their videos and edited, chopped up videos and uh, doctored up tweets and all of that. And um, but boy, I'm telling you, when the uh, I mean, when the the Trumpster lawyers got their shot at it, they they <laughs> they took it to them. Rand Paul, Rand Paul said, "This is Breitbart." Headline, Rand Paul, Democrats never made impeachment case. Trump incited them through any kind of unusual language, In quote. Yeah, this is from Jeff Poor, P-O-O-R, uh, said uh, Thursday on FNC's Your World, Senator Rand Paul argued Democrats failed to make an incitement case during the Senate trial this week. And uh, Paul pointed out instances when Democrats, in fact, engaged in similar behavior. So, um, at any rate, um, uh, Rand Paul, he's just saying they didn't get it done. And then Greg, when it was all said and done, Greg Jarrett, Greg Jarrett, an attorney himself, 
boy, he said the Trump defense, here's what the headline, uh, Fox News, Greg Jarrett, Trump impeachment trial. Defense skillfully destroys Dems case against former president. So, uh, yeah, this, uh, this is what it says. This is uh, by Greg Jarrett and Fox News says, in the course of one extraordinary hour, the defense team for the former president, Donald Trump, thoroughly demolished the impeachment case against him that the House manager spent two days alleging. It was a resounding and humiliating defeat. The defense could have rested its case after the first 60 minutes. It was over. They had won, hands down. In the end, Trump's lawyers used less than three hours of their allotted 16 before uh, resting. So uh, then he goes on to say, the brilliance of the defense was the use of videotape to ex exonerate Trump. They beat the prosecutors at their own game. The clip showed the shameful, shameful hypocrisy of both the managers and Democrats who have absurdly accused Trump of inciting an insurrection by using terms like fight and fight like hell when he spoke to a crowd of supporters on January 6, 2021. And then it goes on and talks about the video. The video has every one of the House managers using the exact same language and uh, has, has Elizabeth Warren using it 50 times on the video. Kamala Harris, 70 times she uses similar language on the video. It's got Biden. It's got Schumer. It's got Pelosi. It's got Waters. It's got them all. It's got Hillary. Hillary is on there. So, uh, wow. They... Uh, they they took it they took it to him. So uh, the Trump he's acquitted acquittal 2.0. But to illustrate just how sick uh, the people are on the left, uh, how deranged they are, um, here's a headline from the Hill. Jordan Williams uh, writing says the Trump Trump lawyer Vanderveen says his house was attacked. And he's faced death threats. Says uh, Michael Vanderveen, one of former President Trump's defense attorneys during the Senate impeachment trial, said on Saturday that his home has been attacked and he's recently faced death threats. Quote, my home was attacked. I'd rather not go into it because it would encourage other people to do it more. But, you know, I've had nearly 100 death threats, Vanderveen said, according to a pool report. Uh, he said, uh, he called himself, he said about himself, he said he wasn't a controversial guy, quote unquote. He said he was not a political person. But anyway, he says, my home was attacked last night, windows broken, uh, spray paint, really bad words, spray painted everywhere. And the thing is, you guys don't know me, but you know, I'm not a controversial guy. I'm not a political, I'm not politically minded, so to speak. He said, I'm a trial lawyer. I represent people's interest in court. That's what I do. I love doing it. And I'm disappointed that this is the result of just me doing my job. So, um, yeah, really, really sick, really sick. And then I, I heard him on a different uh, interview talking about how they've gone after his law firm now, gone after his partners, um, just really uh, sick, the people on the left, sick people on the left. And uh, do you think it's going to be, you talk about, oh, you know, Trump should come out and he could, should have come out and condemned it. Do you think that uh, Biden is going to come out and condemn this? Do you think Kamala Harris is going to come out and condemn this? 
Do you think Nancy Pelosi is going to come out and condemn this? Do you think Chuck Schumer is going to come out and condemn this? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. So, um, all right, folks. Hey, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a, just a very quick break. And uh, then, well, we're going to buy, yeah, the Knoll's tipping off right now, right now. No, no, no. I don't have, no, there's not a TV in sight. I'm not, I'm not multitasking. I'm beyond the age of multitasking. I'm beyond the age of multitasking. You know, there's only, really only a certain group of people can multitask. Uh, so I'm focused. I'm focused on you, the VU listener. So, no, I'm, I'm not even thinking about the fact that FSU basketball has just tipped off and is one minute into its game. No, I'm not. No, I don't have my phone here. I'm not getting alerts. Alerts. No alerts. My phone is far away. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm focused on the VU. So we're going to take a brief... <laughs> We're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. And then we're going to talk about just three things more on election 2020, on to 2022, and then way back to 3000 BC. Yep, those three items. When I come back, don't go anywhere. Yes, yes, there's, yeah, I know there's UFO news. There's UFO news. Never, never doubt that the UFO reveal. Uh, uh, but anyway, don't have time to get into that tonight. Uh, we're going to stay on election, more election 2020. So, uh, well, here's the, here's the fact. Even after all the attempts to squelch any questioning of the 2020 election result, Republican voters, they're still not buying it. Here's uh, Rasmussen, the pollster. Rasmussen reports, headline, February 12th, most GOP voters still don't think Biden was elected fairly. Okay? Much of the impeachment case against former President Trump this week, this is what they write, in this week's uh, Senate trial has focused on his claims about election fraud. But a majority of Republican voters agree with his claim that Joe Biden was not elected fairly. A new Rasmussen report, national telephone poll, telephone poll, it doesn't actually say that. That'd be funny if it said that, national telephone poll. It should say that, but they say online survey, uh, finds that 57% of likely U.S. voters say Biden won the 2020 election fairly. Now, wait, let's just stop right there. 57%? I mean, that's, you, you, you were talking about a confidence level in the United States of America, of all nations on earth, right? The, the beacon of democracy. There's a 57% confidence that the election happened fairly. Now, that's pretty pitiful. If you look at just Republicans, 61% of Republicans say Biden did not win the election fairly. So uh, they're not buying it. GOP voters not buying it. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Biden uh, moves forward with his uh, quote-unquote mandate. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, election fraud cases, they continue to advance, and even to the Supreme Court. Here's, uh, here's uh, 
uh, neon. This is uh, neonet, no, neonetal.com. Not even sure what that is. <clears throat> um, headline says, SCOTUS to hear election fraud cases for Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. Supreme Court schedules cases from Sidney Powell, Republican, or Representative Mike Kelly, and Lynn Wood. The Supreme Court of the United States is set to hear a number of high-profile uh, uh, election fraud cases. The Supreme Court is now scheduled to consider the voter fraud cases for Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia on February 19th, four days from today. Justices will hear the cases that allege widespread fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Among those to be heard are Rep. Republican Representative Mike Kelly's Pennsylvania election case, pro-Trump lawyer Sidney Powell's Michigan election case, and Attorney Lynn Wood's Georgia election case. All right, so um, what, you know, what's not, uh, you know, what, what's not, that, remember they had a chance to listen to these way back in the day, and they, they kind of put, put all these off. Um, but I'm still not 100% sure, even after reading this article, all the way down through this article, that, the, that these cases are actually going to be, I mean, are they going to all actually these cases are going to be argued on that day, on the 19th, or that, or is that the day when they finally decide if they're going to take the case or uh, hear it in full or what? I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know, but I do know that somehow on the 19th, this, this week, we're gonna, they're going to actually, uh, uh, these, these cases are going to bubble up to the, to the actual Supreme Court, so we'll see what happens. Now, um, meanwhile, <clears throat> the, the left, you know, they're so frightened by dissent. They are so frightened uh, of any differing opinion that uh, they seek to intimidate, to cancel, to dox, uh, to get somebody fired, to personally destroy somebody who dares voice a viewpoint other than the left woke narrative. Now, here's how, here's how bad it is. Folks don't feel like they can speak freely at the New York Times. Now, this story is actually from the New York Post, but listen to the headline. Half of the New York Times employees feel they can't speak freely, according to a survey. This is February 13th by John Levine or Levine. It says about half of New York Times employees said in a recent internal survey they don't believe they can speak freely at the paper. In response to the statement, there is a free exchange of views in this company. People are not afraid to say what they really think. Only 51% of Times employees responded in the affirmative. So um, it's, uh, it's pretty chilling. It's pretty chilling. Um, it, uh, when, you, when you're working for uh, something that's supposed to be as liberal, right, as open, as tolerant, as diverse, as a place like the New York Times, then, then you would certainly think that you could have an open exchange, diverse set of ideas, but their own employees, 49% of their own employees say they don't feel like they can actually say openly uh, what they think. So, uh, yeah, 
That's that's the atmosphere that has been created, and I would I would uh, say it's the atmosphere they want created. It's the atmosphere they want created. They have faux agreement on whatever it is. Ah, twenty twenty. All right, uh, here we are, twenty twenty one. But let's move on. Let's move on. What about 2022, our next shot at uh, elections? Elections, remember the thinnest margin in, in, de- in decades and decades in terms of uh, the House and the Senate. Um, and so uh, the, Steve Bannon, and by the way, I, I do think you should listen to uh, Bannon's war room impeachment or war room pandemic. I think you should listen to at least part of it every day. There's a... Uh, He's got 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then they come back at 5 o'clock. You can get it on uh, America's uh, Voice and uh, Real America Voice, I think it's called, and listen and see, see the broadcast, or you can get it on podcast. But anyway, um, yeah, they've got the straight news. They've got the current thing. They've got a whole bunch of guests. Um, the thing moves, uh, and so I, I think it's a good source if you just want to be up, not on, not on conspiracy. If you, look, if you want a gunfight in, in Berlin, you want servers in Italy, and if you want, you know, I don't know, uh, conspiracy from Mars or something, that, then Bannon isn't going to give it to you. But if, if, you're just want, if you want the, the straight news, I love Bannon's phrase. Bannon says there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. So they're not afraid to point out the coincidences. But if you just want a real political analysis, up to date, what's going on, news, what's happening, uh, you'll get it at uh, Bannon War Room. Anyway, Steve Bannon, he was uh, asked to speak to uh, some Boston Republicans the other day, and uh, he did that. And among the things he said uh, were these. He said, going forward, we can transform the Republican Party into more of a MAGA movement, just immerse the Make America Great Again movement within the Republican Party. And we're going to have a mass and we're going to have massive victories in the future. All right. And so I uh, Bannon went on to say Trump is a disruptor, but he has a long-term vision because I absolutely believe in the marrow of my bones that he will be our nominee in 2024. Bannon later added, he'll come back to us. We'll have a sweeping victory in 2022, and he'll lead us in 2024. All right, now, uh, blah, 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 blah. Now, anyway, <laughs> he said his own, this is Bannon, Bannon's own personal strategy. He was strategizing for Trump. Bannon said, I love this, he said he would have Trump run for Congress in Florida in 2022. So go ahead and start the campaign running for Congress, right, uh, for the House, for the House, right, in 2022, and say out loud, he's running to become the Speaker of the House, and rally races all over the country with the idea that they're going to the, they're going to the House, they're going to the Congress, they're going to have the majority, he's running for Speaker of the House, right, go out there and just say, look, we're about to get rid of you, we're going to get rid of Nancy Pelosi, and, and then... <laughs> <laughs> he said that, he, that, and this would be Trump-like to say this, he said Trump should say, we totally get rid of Nancy Pelosi, and the first act uh, of President Trump 
as speaker will be to impeach Joe Biden <laughs> for his illegitimate activities and stealing the presidency. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, uh, <laughs> 2022. All right, folks, uh, one last thing, one last thing. Back, back, way back to 3,000 B.C., 5,000 years ago. It may well be that this past year is just really, just weight on you. It's just, it, it just, it's, it's worn people down. It's worn people down. Uh, the virus, the lockdowns, the mask, the whole thing, and uh, just starting to wear on people. And then the whole election and all of the election and now impeachment and all of this and it just, uh, I've got good news. I've got good news. If that's the case for you, I've got great news. And this is from sciencealert.com, sciencealert.com. I'm coming to you, ladies and gentlemen, from the field of science, from archaeology in, in specific. And that is, here's the good news. If you are uh, just needing a little bit of a lift, the oldest known mass-produced brewery on earth in Egypt made sacrificial beers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they they have discovered the oldest mass production brewery on Earth. All right, and uh, they a team of archaeologists found it, and the Egyptian Ministry of Tourism said the other day, and they talk about these folks from New York University and Princeton University and uh, other folks uh, who were part of this uh, archaeological uh, dig, and they have uncovered what is be uh, believed to be the oldest high-production brewery in the world. They, excuse me, they date it back to 5,000 years ago. And uh, they say that it had uh, eight large areas where, uh, that were used for units for beer production. Uh, each sector had about 40 earthenware pots arranged in two rows. It says a mixture of the grains and water used for beer production was heated in the vats with each basin held in place by levers made of clay, placed vertically in the form of rings. And uh, anyway, and then they said that uh, it could make about uh, 22,400 liters of beer at a time. And, uh, and it was specifically made, of course, to supply royal rituals, royal ritual, rituals. So uh, very interesting, very interesting. Um, so they have uh, also discovered some similar items in Israel, but they are from Egyptian background, from Egyptian background. So apparently the Egyptians were the real beer exporters of the ancient world. Who knew? Who knew? The Muslim land of Egypt, way back in the day, the beer exporters. Okay, folks. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, great to have you guys on board on VU. And uh, we'll go check out the Knolls now and see how they're doing against Virginia. Uh, if they're way behind, uh, I'll come back and... Uh, <laughs> no. I won't. The, uh, hey, I, we'll be back again on Wednesday. By the way, actual snow, snow, the first actual snowstorms come down. And so I'll be hunkered down probably here in my house tomorrow. Who knows? Might just get a bonus vu. It's a, maybe, you know, any day we're snowed in, we have to do a bonus vu. I don't know. But if nothing else, we'll be back on, on Wednesday for vu 76. 
All right. God bless you guys, and we'll see you then.